Welcome everybody to the Inside Journey. Kim and I are so excited for this next podcast and it's our chance. It's our teachable. It's our chance just to go deep and geek out on some of the amazing topics and lessons that we were able to learn from Serena and Lily in our last podcast. And the feedback has been tremendous. I mean, people... First of all, they loved their just their story and their dynamic, but they were really curious about these three topics that we're going to go deep on today. Knowing your why, the why underneath you either start something or you end something. Boy, the conversations have been interesting following up from that podcast. And then the key tenets of a successful partnership. And Kim and I want to want to talk more deeply about that. And then we're going to round out the corner with just falling in love with <laughs> effing up, making mistakes. <laughs> Falling Why in it's... love with it. <laughs> so, so great. Kim, do you want to kick us off around the why? Why is it so important to know your why? Yes, absolutely. So, so much of what Serena and Lily talked about, so much of we of the work that we do with our clients is around helping people get really clear on why you do what you do. What is your purpose? So that whatever it is, whether it's work or any kind of creative endeavor, there's there's purpose, there's meaning in your work. And we love the story about when Serena and Lily first met, they formed a business within two hours of meeting one another. Who does that? Incredible. Right? But the w- yeah. reason that they did it is because it was so clear so quickly that they had the same why. They didn't have a business plan. They didn't think through like, you know, their vision and all these things. I mean, maybe that, I'm sure that came later, but what got them excited and connected them was the fact that they both wanted to disrupt the baby design business. That was like their passion. That was something that they were both excited about. It fueled them. And because they were so aligned on that, that was what led to them deciding to get together and partner. Yeah. They didn't have to overthink it. They completely clearly found an alignment between their whys. And, you know, it's really interesting, Kim, because so many people have asked me, what's it like to do a podcast? Did you do it so you could make money and get clients? Yeah. Is it a marketing tool? And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times people immediately jump to a why being let's make money. Yeah, I'm, I'm in it to make money. And that is one, one why to do something. I think Everybody ultimately would like to to make a good living and make money, but my why was not to make this a money making endeavor. I feel like you and I have a really strong business and we're really busy. Yep. My why was to do something creative with you, my partner, to try something different, to interview incredibly interesting people and see what that was like, to learn to empower people, to bring spirit to people. Like my why was that it wasn't necessarily a revenue generating tool. That's right. And that serves as the compass. I think I share in that why, and it's really helped us to not only form the podcast, but when we start going down wrong roads, like exploring different guests or different things, and it doesn't feel right. It's like, no, that's not why we're doing this. Let's come back to why we came together. And that always keeps us on the right path. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, you may be scratching your head. I don't know my why. Well, you actually do know your why it's living and breathing inside of you. And it's what you do really naturally. It's what you do when no one's watching. It's called purpose. It's what you read about or talk about when no one's paying you to do it. And I sometimes use this question, what would, what's the most rewarding thing for you to see in your work? What do you love to see? That's your why. Is it people learning or people getting empowered or is it solving problems or making connections? Is it bringing the right people together? That's your why. It's not just to grow and make money. It's yeah. sometimes very subtle. 
And a cool exercise you can do is if you think about your day or your work and all the things you love the most in that day or in that work, all the activities that fuel you, like what's the common denominator? So for me, when I started working with, you know, in this line of work and worked with you to figure out my why probably 20 years ago, it was empowering others. And that's something that I'm so passionate about. And and any job I've taken, any endeavor I've embarked upon, it's always come back to, does this align with my purpose? Yes. And there's such a powerful tool. We love to share it with clients. Um, It's called the calling cards. I just had them out actually, as a matter of fact, and there's probably 50 cards in a deck. And if you're a coach, it's really fun to use with your clients, or if it's something you want to do as a leader with your team, or even for yourself personally, you go through all of these different cards and you whittle it down to the five and then the three and then the one that gives you that, you know, and they're all different things. Some are more creative, some are more people oriented, some are more numbers oriented, but it's a really powerful tool to get in touch with your why. Yeah. I love it so much. Inventuregroup.com. If you go there, you're going to see it immediately. Calling cards, such an amazing tool. And you know, it's so interesting. It's just as important for knowing your why to start something or to take the leap to begin it. You have to know your why to walk away. And both Lily and Serena really talked about that in the podcast. And it's not always easy because your ego that likes certainty and safety will always convince you to stay. It doesn't care about your why. It doesn't care about your purpose. It just cares about you sticking with something, you know, but it's really important when you start to know your why for leaving, these are the symptoms you start to check out. You start to feel like an imposter. Your self-confidence starts to shrink. It's like you've outgrown your why in the situation. And the best thing you can do for yourself and for everyone around you is to say, my superpowers are no longer being used. I think it's time for me to go to another chapter of, of my life or my work. Yeah, it's so true. And it was so inspiring hearing Lily talk about that, hearing both Serena and Lily talk about that. And I think that the signs are everywhere. Like you said, it's just paying attention to how am I feeling? What's my energy level? And if we pay close enough attention, the truth will reveal itself. Absolutely. And for Lily, she was a builder. She was an entrepreneur, a starter. And once Serena and Lily got to this massive kind of growth spot, she realized there was a different kind of CEO that needed to step in. Her superpowers weren't being used. And for Serena, it was painting, right? It was creating. And it was neat to hear. I don't know if this was on the podcast or if if we talked about this after we hit the stop recording button, but they're each doing things now that are more aligned with their whys. So Serena's launched a new textile and really amazing creative agency. And Johanna, do you want to talk about what Lily's doing? And Lily has Boone Supply, which is using the force of capitalism for good to buy beautiful, eco-friendly things and support schools and causes. And she's back in her builder mode. Kim, I have a question for you. For you personally, I'm just curious, is it easier to start something or is it easier to walk away from something? Oh, what an interesting question. Gosh, I think it's easier to start something. Yeah. I think it's yeah. hard to, st- I mean, but it, it feels as painful as it can be when you are ending something. And we've both been in situations where we've had to walk away. I think about leaving a, a great company I was with for 12 years, you know, as painful as it is when you're real clear on why you're doing it, why you're leaving, then it's, it really is the most freeing feeling. Exactly. And I think that my new mantra is it's okay to disappoint others and not disappoint myself anymore. So I think a lot of people stay because they're afraid of letting down people or what are people going to think or the thing's going to crumble. But 
It's really the opposite. If you're no longer in your, in your why it's probably best if you do leave because someone else more aligned can come in. So you're going to yeah. set yourself free and you're going to, you're going to set someone else free. If you guys are, if any of you listening right now are in a situation like that and it goes for personal relationships too. Yes. I will say one more thing though, because like many of you out there, I am a yes person and I have a tendency, you know, of course it's easy to, to, to start something new. i starting probably 10 different things new, you know, in the last couple of months. So I've written down my why on a piece of paper because it helps me also, you know, decide, is this the right thing to be saying yes to or not? So you can almost use it as like a criteria, you know, line yes. for deciding what do you, what is really right to say yes to and to go, to go off and build and, and what maybe isn't. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So segueing to the next thing that they really went deep on was, I love this, that was partnership, right? One of the key things they said is a good partnership is knowing your domain and staying in your lane. And I told this to my husband yesterday and he's like, yep, that's a really good one. And I think for helpers and fixers like you and me, Kim, sometimes it's like we go all over the place. Like it's not my domain, but maybe I can help and maybe I can serve. I think that sometimes we get into trouble. So knowing your strengths and respecting the strengths of someone else and letting them do their thing and you letting yourself do your thing is the key to a great partnership. Exactly. Serena didn't feel like she had to have the MBA and do all the business stuff and the operations and right. Like she let Lily do that because Lily was great at building things and the numbers and the financing. And conversely, Lily didn't feel like she had to pull her weight in the create. I'm sure that they've dabbled in each other's domains and I actually think that, yes, we may run into this at times, but one of the things that's actually made you and I such fantastic partners is we, I mean, we always joke about how Johanna's the flowy skirt and I'm the blazer, <laughs> right? We know like I bring a little more of the corporate and the frameworks and the PowerPoint templates and the, you know, structure and process. And Johanna brings the incredible listening and creativity and brainstorming and, you know, some of the exercises that we kind of go out on a limb with certain groups. And, you know, it's just, it's such a beautiful combination. And we let each other shine in our respective areas. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't ever feel like I have to self-compare. I mean, I have gone into that where Kim, are you bummed that I'm not doing the proposals like you? And you're like, no, I, I actually like doing these. I get energy from them. So let it go. And that is so liberating for me. And the beautiful thing I think about being in the right partnership is even when you stay in your own domains, it doesn't mean you stop your learning. I have learned so much from you, Kim, it's beyond. And I still consult you in this meeting. Should I show everything I have or right. how would you structure it? And you're like, Johanna, let's start with this. And I'm, right. I listen to you like a puppy dog, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and vice versa. 1000. I have so much respect for what you bring to the table, your natural gifts and talents that you're maybe not even aware of, like how, cause it's just a part of who you are. And you know, the other thing that they talk so much about why they were such good partners is they really stopped to take in the wins. Mm. I love that story that Serena told when I think it was, they had their first catalog or they opened their first store. And she said, she just stood in her office and she paused and she allowed herself to feel the joy and pride because she knew that moment would be fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, and they did that for each other. 
Yeah. And they refrained from blaming each other when mistakes were made because they both said, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. Why would we get mad at each other when we mess up? Because that's part of the journey. And for those of you listening right now, I think it's a lot easier to criticize ourselves for what we didn't do right. And it's a lot more vulnerable to really sit in your accomplishments, own them, share them, celebrate them. Because I think as Brene Brown said, it's, it's, it's vulnerable because what if it goes away? So if we really take in the joy, we might jinx it or it might, the other shoe might drop, but it's the opposite. You guys, when you have sell, when you have wins, milk them, celebrate them, own them. Yeah, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. And when you have failures kind of moving on to our, you know, third thing that we wanted to talk about or mistakes, as Serena and Lily said, why would I beat my partner up? Because chances are she's beating herself up so much yes. more than I could beat her up. Yes, yes, yes. And they talk so much about rather than looking at, you know, they both, you know, yes, they built this incredibly successful business, but they had some mistakes along the way, but they talked about how they were such powerful learning experiences. Which brings me to, when I think about this podcast, Kim, do you remember this? Okay. So everybody, when we were starting this podcast, I was adamant. I don't know why I was just adamant that the inside journey format for interviewing people had to be literally starting at birth with the, the guest and moving through their entire life. So who were you when you were young? And when did you first learn that? And where did your fears come from? And who was your role model? And anyway, so Kim, Kim, you were just amazing. You're like, okay, <laughs> Let's, let's do it. I have no idea. I've never done a podcast. Sounds good to me. So our first interview that we tried this out with was Eric Barrage. He's, I think, episode two, amazing CEO, amazing man. And we did it that way. It sucked. It really did. Yeah, it was a great conversation. We learned so much about Eric, but afterwards we had about an hour's worth of footage and we're like, what's our hook for this conversation? All of a sudden we realized oh my gosh, we like took this precious time. I mean, he flew out to California and, but we knew that we could, we could make it work, but we realized, oh my gosh, this is so important for us to know going forward. We need to start with what our hook is. Yes. And thankfully, Eric was so am amenable to redoing our interview. And we, and we just learned so much from that first interview that like yeah. it totally changed the course of our future episodes. Yeah. We really revamped the way we interview people, the way we prep for our interviews, the whole thing changed. And I felt pretty bad. Kim, do you remember? I was like, I feel terrible. I feel embarrassed. I led us down the wrong path. And you were like, are you kidding me? I, I don't see it like that at all. Let's redo the interview and try a new way. And so can I just say thank you for not making me feel really bad about that? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it was such a powerful learning experience. And we all have days, moments as leaders, as parents, as partners in relationships, right? Where we do something wrong or we do something we're not proud of, or we totally fail at something. And, you know, the question is, do we have the ability to look back and ask ourselves, well, how would I do it differently the next time? Like, what can I learn from this mistake? Exactly. We have a real gangbuster question for you. You're probably going to cringe, but why am I grateful for making this mistake? Now that's stretching it, but why am I so happy I messed up? Well, Martha Beck, one of our other favorite coaches says, you know, a baby doesn't learn to walk by running a marathon its first day. It takes one step and falls, two steps and falls. You want to fail more often and go deep with something. So the more we fail in this podcast, the better and better and better we get. 
Yes, it's so true. And we've been able to share, I feel like so many of our learning moments with other people who have called us, who have said, we're, I'm creating a podcast. It's like, oh my gosh, I have a wealth of information because I have made so many mistakes, but it's helped me so much. And, and now I get to share that wealth with other people. In fact, it reminds me when Lily was talking to us, she said how when she used to work at Microsoft before starting Serena and Lily, they would never fire somebody for making a mistake. Because why would they give that learn to the competitor? Absolutely. Such a great, it's such a great way to look at things. I know, I know. And I want to thank Serena and Lily once again for for sharing their journey. I learned so much from it and I've been bringing it instantly into my client sessions. What's your why? Know your why. How are you treating your partner, both professionally and personally? And, and be grateful. Be grateful you're making mistakes because that means you're living a pretty challenging, exciting life. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting coaching so many people, the people who are successful in their jobs and the people who are not only successful because they're hitting their results, but the ones who are getting the most satisfaction and growth and just pleasure and joy from their work, I feel like are people who are doing a lot of the things that we're talking about, right? Their work is aligned with their purpose. They're in healthy partnerships, they're able to learn from, you know, they're in environments where they're safe enough to learn from mistakes versus fearing like they have to, you know, hide their mistakes. And conversely, when people are feeling, you know, dissatisfaction or just not happy in their role, they're not performing to the best of their ability. Chances are they're not doing a lot of the things that we're talking about today. Exactly. So make sure you're at the top of your priority list, honor your needs as, as much as the other people's and, and go do your thing. Go do your thing, people. And check out those <laughs> calling cards. They're pretty amazing. Well, there you have it, our, our Teachable. And we hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. Can't wait for some interviews coming up. I'm not going to reveal it right now, but it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks again, Serena and Lily. And thanks to all of you for listening to our Teachable on finding your why, partnership, and learning from your failures. Have a great day. 